Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hey winners. I've got a very special episode for you uh, this week because it's with my best friend in the world, the repulsively talented writer, director and actor and notoriously trendy little cunt, Rachel Stubbings. Or as I'm referring to her from now on, Rachel, that's the vibe, Stubbings. You are a dear heart for listening to the podcast. Thank you. I hope you're enjoying them. I am. (laughs) Uh, Keep telling other people about them. I'm very grateful for you doing that. And when you rate, review, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Um, Also, do you want to come to some live shows? We've got some in. I think the next one's in October 13th in Manchester. Go to livenation.co.uk and search for Hoovering to find out more about them. And uh, there'll be London ones coming on sale soon for the end of the year or maybe one big massive one. Also, I'm touring my stand-up show, Hench. They're going to be from February proper touring. Uh, But come to that. In in the meantime, uh, it's it's at the Soho Theatre in London for three juicy weeks of January. So look that up and come along. Uh, if you've got any spare money and you love supporting podcasts, go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod. You can see all sorts of splendid prizes that I'm willing to swap in exchange for your hard earned cash. Even just from sort of like a two dollars a month, you'll get um, little bits and bobs, guest recipes, extra content, discount tickets to live shows, stuff like that. Uh, so before we get into this podcast, a few wee warnings. Stubbs and I talk about addiction versus moderation in quite honest detail, in case that's not for you. Also, we're outside in my garden, and I repeatedly apologise for building work noisiness, which it turns out, actually, the mic wasn't picking up at all. <laughs> but what I didn't apologise for, and so I am now, is all the noise from the wind and probably me banging on the table or the microphone. Um, also, there's the sound of two women smoking quite a bit, um, in case that upsets anyone. We sat down. It, it was just this week we recorded this in the sunshine um, with some pasta I'd made, a very sexy bottle of champagne uh, and a couple of rollies, both celebrating the lovely successful summers that we've had and talking about everything and anything else to do with eating. Right, I'm joined for this hoovering by, this is a special one, for a number of reasons. The main one is there's champagne, but the other one is... 
I've roped my best mate into doing one. Hello, Rachel Stubby. Hello, Jessica Foster Q. Oh, this is nice. Yeah, it's so nice. We're sat in my sunny Catford garden, so straight off the bat, there'll probably be a little bit of horror noise from some nearby building works, because Catford's on the up and up. Yes. Um, I live five minutes down the road. Yes. Stubbs can pop round whenever she likes, and she bloody well does. Got a key. She's got a key. She just... (laughs) just comes in whenever she likes yesterday i came round to stay in for a bed to be delivered and i ate 10 of jess's three-year-old son's biscuits party rings 10 in a just stood that's my door actually that's not my anus if anybody uh, we could close it couldn't we um and i'm just back from edinburgh well so is Stubbs actually she directed loads of amazing shows there um the likes of Gabby Best and Joe Sutherland and Rosie Jones and Callie Beaton. Oh, yeah. Anyone else? No, that was it. No. What a rostra. Rostrum? What a roster. What a number of... What a great list. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, and I had a nice Edinburgh, so uh, my friend Deborah Francis-White has bought me a bottle of Verve Clico for getting my show nominated. It's very naughty that we're drinking, because I've got a meeting after this. Yes, and uh, I've got a very important gig <laughs> what it is. Um, but it's fine anyway, today, we can on. have a cup of tea later I just always wanted to make this noise on my podcast <laughs> <laughs> such a sexy noise alright let's pour it I once did champagne waitressing at a, at a sort of well to do party and I fucked that up did you? So many times. So my dad, we were drinking Verve Clicquot, which are owned by Moet Chandon, or I think they're probably called something like Moet Hennessy Christian Dior, something, 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 something now. But um, my dad worked for Moet for years before he got made uh, redundant. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I had to go to sh- tastings with him. There's a bit of building work. And um, as a child, and pour people champagne, so it meant I could open a bottle of champagne and pour it properly, like with my thumb in the yeah, bum. Yeah, I had to do all of from that. From when stuff. I was like 11. Crikey. Uh, but you know what? Because we had champagne in our house growing up, what a cunt this makes me. I didn't really like it. And then oh, I no. sort of hit my 30s and realised, oh yeah, I do really yeah, like you sort it. Of I'm not do, an yeah. idiot. I've had nice champagne, I've had shit champagne, and I, and I do prefer the nice stuff. Yeah, also, it's bloody lovely. And it's vegan, unlike our lunch. <laughs> Cheers. Chin, chin. Chin, chin. Mmm. Oh, it tastes of naughtiness. Oh, it's just nice. Mm. I mean, sorry, Verve, it's better than nice. I, do you know what? You'd think after 18 months of doing this podcast, I'd get better at describing um, things that I'm eating and drinking. Like, it's delicious. Yeah, just still going, ooh, really nice, fit. Yeah, I, yeah, fit's a good one. I use mm. fit for everything now. Mm. That is sexy. Started off as a joke, now just what I say. Like, just, vibe. Oh. I said vibe in a meeting this morning. Did without you? Without any irony. What do you mean? What, you said I get a great vibe off there? Yeah, I was like, yeah, that's the vibe. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was in a five-side football team when I was a teenager called the Vibe Tribe, all girls. <laughs> Amazing. Why on earth didn't I know that before? Yeah. Right, here we go. Okay. Jess has managed to cook me a meal with the one thing I don't like. Yeah. Oh, so that's right, good. Table's wobbling. Mm. Oh, hang about. Hello. So what this is, is um, my lovely cousin Dan always seems to cook very quick simple beautiful dinners for me when i go around sometimes they're very complicated but this is an easy it's from um oh fuck i'm gonna have to look it up again i literally just looked at it um is that champagne you down yeah i didn't down it river cottage veg every day oh. and it's pasta with fresh fennel and the reason i made it for you is because i had a fennel bulb in my odd box mm. And just lemon zest and creme fraiche. I've got some sexy pasta. Yes, it is fit. Mm. Didn't have any rockets, I've used spinach. But turns out Stubbs doesn't like fennel. But how do you feel about this? Oh dear. Absolutely love it, mate. Yes! Do you? Yeah, so what so is the fennel mm. just in this stuff? Mm-hmm. Oh by the way, listener, I'm a disgusting eater. You're talk, not. talk with my mouth full and Oh put That's stuff in while I'm still chewing other yeah, plates yeah good me too oh god it's really I used hard. to be very uh, self-conscious eating out did you? yeah to the point where I wouldn't do it what because you knew you were such a beast when it came to just sort of yeah and I always felt like I was too like from poor stock <coughs> so I didn't deserve uh, I don't know really? yeah I've had panic attacks in posh restaurants before fuck off yeah. mm, just like just not posh leave. enough to be there yeah that's not cool, is it? No. What happened? Because you got classier as you've got older, do you? Yeah. Think? But also, do you think those restaurants talk about eating me a mouthful? Hang on. 
Do you think those restaurants have sometimes got a bit more accessible? Do you think it's a bit of both? Yeah, I think, like, I've, I've been in more now. Yeah. Like, <laughs> also, so I'm used you've to been it. in like some really poss- swanky restaurants. Yeah, totally. And actually, me and Alistair Green used to, I don't know if, have you had Alistair Green on yet? I bloody haven't. I need to. Oh, yeah, he loves food. Um, we did this lovely thing when I was going for a real rough patch and he didn't know how to help me oh. <laughs> because he's emotionally inept. Yeah. Um, so we just ate, like, about once a week, we just Googled, like, the best restaurant and just... Mm. I was feeling a bit flush at the time and so was he. So um, couldn't name me a single one we went to, but... <laughs> we, what, we central had, London ones? Or yeah, did you go, like, or we're wherever, all really. London. Yeah. Yeah, like, really nice curries and... Mmm... Um, yeah, just yeah, it was really lovely. What's the scuzziest place you've ever felt um, not posh enough for? Wagamama's? Do you ever felt not posh enough in a Nando's? No. 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 So we're talking fine dining. That yeah, you're yeah, like by. like a posh restaurant. Yeah, like something with. Well, marble. me too. I'd have never known any etiquette and shit. Yum in my tongue. Have I put too, too much, much salt lose. in it? No, it's p- perfect, mate. Um, really enjoying it. Oh, I'm so happy. I'm also really enjoying it. So basically, I can't put the recipe online because it's plagiarism, but buy that book. But also, it's so easy. You just cut a whole fennel bulb up. Oh, it didn't take thing. you very long at all, did it? You cook some pasta, and then you do one clove of garlic, the zest of a lemon, and I've done two because I'm a pervert mm. for a bit of lemon zest. And you just fry it all up, and then you add the pasta, and then you... Whip in some creme fraiche and then grate a bit of hard goat's cheese over the roof. It's not very vegan. No. But you can get Which vegan is creme fraiche. We are vegans, aren't we? Well, we sort try of. most of the time. Sort of. We're Tell very relaxed. I, I don't think night. we're allowed the word. Yeah. What did you have last night? Big Steak. tub of. No. <clears throat> I haven't eaten meat in ages, but um, massive tub of. Um, well, the tub itself is small, but it's meant for sharing. That, <laughs> <laughs> that magnum, you know. Oh. Did I introduce you to that? No, I'd had it already, but... So Magnum do this thing. I've only had the one called Double Caramel something, but it's got, like, it's a tub of ice cream, like, size of a Ben & Jerry's or a Haagen-Dazs, yeah. but it's Magnum now. And on the roof, there's, like, about a pound coin, or maybe a two-pound coin's thickness of solid Magnum chocolate. Yes, please. And then underneath, there's shards of chocolate like that, all running through uh, and some the, ice and cream with case, fresh caramel. And it's case, the whole caramel. case is chocolate. The whole case is chocolate. It's, it's fucking absolute sublime. Magnum. My sister introduced me to it in um, France just before the fringe and I um, I did an online supermarket shop for the first time in my life ready for when I arrived at the fringe, two tubs. Very clever. Yeah. Aren't you a big brave girl now? I say that I'm a big brave girl now but that shop, bearing in mind I was living there for a month, included two tubs of ice cream, a bottle of champagne, a um, bottle of dark rum, two bottles of ginger ale, some limes two bottles of white wine two bottles of red wine and a small amount of food it's a wonder the show went alright yeah that's that's a horrible order if it makes you feel better I brought back with me over half of the bottle of rum I mean the rest of it went I didn't do it by myself I know I I helped with some of it you helped a tiny bit of some of it I had a couple of scoops of the ice cream actually one night when I came in. Oh no, you immediately confessed. Yeah, I felt very guilty about it. Why? Because it's different, you know, like nicking some bread or something off someone. Oh no, it, I it, see. If, you just ca- if you're do coming it. home, you're like, oh, got that fucking ice cream in the fridge. That's all right. You know, it's like reason to live, isn't it? Mm. Oh, it's so true. If you'd got home and there had been like, you know, you got, oh, I've just got three spoonfuls of it left, you'd have been pissed off. I was so very impressed though that up. you'd that you tucked in, but one clearly with a teaspoon, not a big yeah, girl's teaspoon. Spoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I like to do that too, but only so it makes the entire thing take longer. Mm. It doesn't mean because you and you'd stop. There, was, there wasn't much night. left. Did you do soup spoons last live, night? I did do soup spoons. Yes, yes. And I didn't mean to eat the whole thing. So hang on, you ate one of those Magnum things to yourself? Yeah, in one sitting. Stubbs, that's quite unlike you. That's what I was about to say. I think you're relatively... No. I know you no, as no. a moderate when it comes no, no, to no, no, no. No, pace and pit, quantity. Pig. I can't I can't leave stuff. Absolute <laughs> pig. No willpower. <laughs> well, you had willpower with the Magnum ice cream Yeah, before. but that... Well, yeah, but, but that's because I love in your you. Head you <laughs> you love me that was the only reason (laughs) 
Oh, stop. And also, I knew I didn't have time the next day to go out, get you another one. Oh, shut up. I wouldn't have cared. No, but... I'd have been proud of you for finishing it up. I'm so proud of you for smashing a whole tub. (laughs) I mean, strange thing to be proud of me. I don't think it is. I think it's impressive. Mm. Yeah, so I'm... I'm disgusting like that. I, I, um... I, I... My meals are really healthy. Yeah. But I... And I... I love crisps. Like, absolutely. Wasn't where I thought you were going to go after the healthy comment. Absolutely love crisps. So I'll have... Let's talk about crisps. Oh. Is it daily? Daily crisps? Yeah, yeah. If I don't have a bag of crisps daily, it's because I've made an active choice to stop eating crisps. Right. Because it's just like, let's give my body one day off a crisp. Yeah, or I'm I'm like all or nothing. So I might do like... you know, a week without crisps. I had a job last night. I don't think about crisps. I'm oh, not emotionally attached to them. I had you? a wank the other day just to stop my myself eating crisps. <laughs> <laughs> didn't even want it. Wasn't he, didn't even want it. Just so oh, s- such a sad image. Really, just a chore. One you just what working away. If you don't really want it, you're just fucking working away. Yeah, right? I mean that's my that's my love life all over, really. <laughs> <laughs> don't really want it but it's just in there probably, just to stop the crisps give it a go just to give you a little bit yeah, of time away from talking, crisps stop me thinking about salt vinegar oh, I want you to um, find a partner made of crisps and oh, have all your dreams yeah, come true that. can yeah. you imagine like Michelin man crisp but Willy. crisp crisp willy <laughs> Oh, Jesus Christ. Such a, actually, just a terrible thought, isn't it? Unless it's only ever going in your mouth. Yeah, it um, wouldn't, wouldn't ooh, it Salt and vinegar. Ow! I think I've, I've taken the analogy too far. Um, <laughs> oh, what was I going to say? Yeah, uh, so crisps and chocolate and yeah. sweets, I'm an absolute fiend for. Right. Yeah, like a real child's palate. But you're not, because you eat literally everything I make for you, and I've made you some oh, disasters yeah, yeah. and some nice things. Also, but some I, right old wonky flavours and shit. My family, apart from my apart from my brother Sam, mm. we're all um, obsessed with no waste. Right. Like my 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 nan and my auntie, like we're all, you know, whole meals have been made from like scraps and and I think that's from well, I think that's my, great. Yeah, I mean it's yeah. I, how one of us hasn't had salmonella poisoning at some point? Um, but well, brother you've been in sturdied Japan's up the from world. The like he'll eat Chinese takeaway from like four or five days later. Surely he gets ill though sometimes. Yeah, actually, yeah, no, he does. <laughs> gets yeah. the shits. Yeah, terrible shit. But he always thinks it's it. something else. But um, <clears throat> yeah, I think well, one, I think mum and dad were still it was still sort of rations a little bit when they were. They have got yeah. vague memories of rations, but also um, my granddad was a um, prisoner of war. Was he? Where? Yeah. In Japan. Fuck. Yeah. Got caught in oh Singapore. My God. What does he think about your brother having? Um, well, he's dead now. But he, <laughs> for, he for context, totally, stops his um, brother has a uh, or has a lives in Japan. Lives in Japan and has Japanese children and yeah. yeah. A yeah. child, yeah. Bef- when, before I went over one time, when my granddad's still alive, he said, um, be sure to say hello to my girlfriends. <laughs> um, so actually, he was a prisoner of war that was getting his wick away. I don't know exactly. Sounds like it. Sa- my he, granddad he was. was. Seven, he was seven. Yeah, yeah, I think they really fancied the, um, you know, the Western. The officers. Well, yeah. my um, granddad is English. And... Um, only once he was at the very early stages of... Well, he's now definitely got dementia, I think I can say that. It's dementia. Um, did he start being honest about the um, mm. pathetic nature of his war efforts? Oh, really? Um, I say that for comedic effect. I have no interest in anybody. I haven't been a fucking hero in any war. Yeah. But um, he, he basically just started talking about it really brilliantly, honestly, and admitted that he'd never really joined in until we'd already won. <laughs> and then that he just got posted in Italy and Austria... And literally banged his way around every beautiful Jesus. woman that would have him until he met my nana. I don't think that necessarily stopped him writing his tracks, but fell in love. And until she would accept his advances, he just... I had a woman in every court, yeah. he was saying, once he lost his inhibitions. And it, I found it brilliant, but my poor dad was like, yeah. oh, dad, oh. And Gordy would say things like, you've got always to look forward to, son. Oh as my if God. my, you know... 60-something-year-old dad is at some point going to just start <gasps> travelling and having a lover in every European port oh post-war in a time of desperate need where women everywhere have been v- devoid of love and sex 
for months. Oh, you say they're oh. into these Western men in Japan. They just haven't been, they haven't got laid for fucking ages. Yeah. Good chat, innit, for a podcast about eating. <laughs> yeah. Taking a picture of our empty, um, um in it. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah, my granddad swears he survived because, uh, he swapped his, um, tokens, like cigarette tokens for the water that the fish was cooked in. <gasps> and also he was a baker. That was his trade. So, um, he, uh, was able, he, he built these like little makeshift ovens out of tin and, and he baked like little bits of bread and. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like he was there from 1942 to 1945. Oh my God. Yeah, like he. he and so I guess other people were dying of um, starvation. In yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Loads of his mates died. Shit, stuff. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that about Yeah, me. yeah. I've been vegan for um, a veg for a while, but only vegan for a year. Well, you're to, not I, a perfect vegan. No, I don't I'm think we get to say the word. I had Magnum. Yeah, I had Magnum. Yeah, well. I don't think I we get to keep saying oh, yeah, vegan. vegetarian. You just who, yeah, who say vegetarian eat dairy who, does, who, who eats days. minimal dairy. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, vegetarian. I can't remember what my point was. now. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um. um Oh, tits. Oh, yeah, Chinese takeaway. <laughs> yes. Your favourite um, breakfast. That is cool. But, but since I now don't eat meat-based products, <laughs> yeah. what a bore a Chinese takeaway is. Not oh. having crispy shredded beef, is not, like, I find a Chinese takeaway utterly pointless. You need to find a good takeaway then, because they... When, yeah. When Chinese... Yeah. Where it, Fern Brady talks about it, I think, on my it, my the podcast before last to this one. Uh, there's a, there's tofu dishes which we we can never cook the likes yeah, of. Yeah, tofu. You're not that into right. it. Yeah, oh, but though I think I a so great Chinese restaurant, a great Chinese chef does incredible yeah, things with yeah, tofu. That yeah. there's something called stinky tofu that she mentioned, which sounds horrific, but sounds once you hear what it actually is, amazing. I do make this really nice thing actually. I marinate some tofu with ginger and soy sauce and chili and garlic and coriander, sort of mar- marinate it overnight and then. Uh, press um, sesame seeds so it's got a sesame seed coating and then I um, lightly lightly fry that yes and it is excellent and also it's really nice like if you do it in like a steak shape like wedge then you can eat that just as is cold the next day nice do the sesame seeds stay stuck on Um, I find that troublesome no they're a bit of a nightmare Bit yeah. of miso glaze. Oh, tell me about that start you had the other day. In the Thank oh. you. Best burp we've ever had on the podcast. Is it? Yeah. Oh, you mean Cheers. that? Cheers, I do mean it. Literally oh, no so one else real. has ripped one out like that. Oh, God, I did forget about stuff. the mic, to be fair. <laughs> I did forget we were recording this. <laughs> See, your one glass of champagne oh, doing its job. That's the dream. Um, yeah, so Gabby Best, my dear friend... She and took me out for a lovely meal the other night with her bucket money from the Edinburgh Fringe. That's not um, sort of vagina money. It's no. like um, it's uh, if you're in a venue that's either free or pay what you want, then on the way out, people, audience members, give you a bit of cash into a bucket. So she's obviously s- collected it all. And yeah. like the absolute hero that Gabby is, taking her director Stubbs out. Yeah. Food with it. Oh, it was so nice. Yeah, I've heard of this, the gate. In yeah, so we went to the gate. We had um, we got we ordered two starters and a main each, and um, standard, standard, quite a classic choice, really. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. almost not worth saying. Yeah, <laughs> but for me to have a starters, pretty oh, posh. Oh, is it? That's yeah. swanky. Pretty man. posh night out. Thank you. Yeah. Didn't pay. That's why. Um, <laughs> it was um, some sort of yeah. One was like a sort of beetroot, love beetroot, and avocado, love avocado. Mm growing lots at the moment anyway I won't go on are you growing beetroots yeah no no mum's growing some beetroots in her garden but um, I've been growing some um, avocado plants oh what yeah although because the climate change can we grow them here now quite heartbreakingly I was was like oh these are going really well now oh yeah these are growing really well now I wonder what I need to do you know like repot them or something and then it was like yes and then then in Three to four years. <laughs> you'll have oh, the really? Oh, <laughs> like, right. All right, it might be too low. Oh, no, you've got to play the long game, and I'm sure you can move them because you've got them in those lovely raised beds. For clarity, if you're listening, Stubbs lives around the corner in a shed at the end of her mum's garden. Yeah. A really? shed that she built with my With her hands. feminist hands. Yeah, um, I mean, it's not a rock and roll, it's not the coolest story, is it? I think it is. Do you? Because I think it's I badass. Think it's, I, 
I'm worried it's tragic. I don't think it's tragic. In a way, I own property. Yes. I think you own be, a shed if, if at I, the end of I a house that your parents own. If I never become a success owns. in any way, then you it's... You will and No, are. no, but then it is tragic. No. But if I... Imagine being on a podium going, I wrote this in the shed, that I, the shack, yeah. at the end of my mum's garden that I lived in. It will be the story that David Cameron was always hoping to tell with yeah. his, like, <laughs> fucking shepherd's hut at the end of his, um, you know, Britain-destroying exit from office. Not that I wish he was still in... I just wish he'd never done a Brexit, obviously. Oh, God, don't, don't. Um, I ha- Hang on. Yeah, this, uh, get- yeah, I'll tell you about this starter. Okay, you- <clears throat> Well, Jess has walked off, so it feels weird to carry on talking. <laughs> but, but I will. The second starter was a um, aubergine. It was called something like mar. It's called something like marinate miso marinated eggplant. Anyway, it was off the scale. Yeah, Jess, you Jess didn't is back now. You told me about it. Um, yesterday and you made a little like <gasps> noise. yeah yeah we had to like take some stock to just take stock of the situation oh that's so lovely when you're eating something in a restaurant or anywhere and you just have to go Ooh. and also gabby loves to talk so she did shut up for like <coughs> at least three minutes <laughs> which i was overjoyed about gabby if you're listening hello i want to know about growing up in ely and uh two brothers working parents what was eating like uh, <coughs> Mum's not a great cook, but she's she could absolutely. Like, she, I mean, you've just reminded me. That. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when I got really upset. Yeah, oh, this was God. when you were an adult, though. Wasn't yeah, it? no, this was last year. Yeah. What did she do again? She did um, curry with spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> and I was, I cried, I cried, <gasps> I cried. What at her? like the final I don't know you know and oh, it was just I couldn't believe I was back home again I like, had a t- tough time and had to leave where I was and the relationship I was in and then uh, suddenly I found myself living at my mum's again and uh, eating like home cooked mum food and it just felt like an enormous flight backwards but um, the other day she uh, made me a stew with raw potatoes <laughs> <laughs> She's been on this medication that's when her taste buds are squiffy. So, oh, um, really? Yeah, I said to her the other day, you got, you can't keep cooking while you're on those tablets because everything you're making is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so have you taken over a bit? So, te- so, yeah. so she's not the best cook, we gathered that. But she tries. But she's great. Like, she's... Uh, she can make something out of nothing. Like, she's really imaginative. And, like, she's, you know, her roast potatoes are still the best I've ever had. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah. Well, like, that's all you The need. meals that she does make are mint. But, she um, makes well. Yeah, and she does this thing called Mama's Pizza, which is uh, talked about far and wide, which is basically a sort of, it's more like a flan, but um, <laughs> there's so much cheese. <laughs> Excuse me. There's so much cheese. Oh god. Yeah, yeah. It's so great. I want to know about Mama's pizza. It's, it's more like um, a flan. It's Isn't pastry rather than. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> no, I mean like my my brother's friends used to come round. You know, they'd get a tip off that Mum was doing Mama's pizza. Wow. Like our house was just filled with young men growing up, and they were just my brother's friends. Is it like a tartlet then, where you have like puff pastry along the bottom it of the tray? It was meant to be a pizza. <laughs> Was it round? <laughs> Hence the title, of Mama's Pizza. <laughs> was it round? <laughs> no, it was just done in whatever tray she had at the time. It tar- was a yeah. tartlet stuff. So it was in a, yeah, it was always in a dish. <laughs> and then it was like a layer of, she will not to this day to tell us the recipe. We've all tried to recreate Mama's She's Pizza. She's like the colonel. Yeah. So it was like a layer of tomato, then thick mozzarella, thick, mm. chewy mozzarella. Then another layer of um, tomato, whatever that is, which is delicious. And then another layer of um, oh, mozzarella oh, and cheddar. Fit, fit, yeah. fit, fit. And oh, it, oh nice. my God. I mean, pe- yeah, yeah, it's just legendary in my, in Ely. Uh, so yeah, she is a good, yeah, she, she is good. I, I uh, she doesn't enjoy cooking, whereas I enjoy it. Yeah. And she put me in the kitchen. She put me to work very early. You've made me some fit soups. And you've made me a bit like I fed you fennel today. But I feel like you've done that to me too. Because you went through a phase of being quite obsessed with making carrot and coriander yeah. soup. And I've never liked it. I just don't particularly care about those two flavours. Yeah, I like it. I always find uh, it's a bit watery. But yours was 
fit. Yeah, 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 I'm good at soups. I've got a, an accidental, um, oh, what's the word, like... Signature dish? No, no, oh no, I don't think I do. Uh, maybe my, uh, maybe my uh, ramen soup. Your what soup? Ramen soup. Oh, do you make a ramen soup yeah. at home? Ramen, yeah, fuck man, yeah, I'm really good at anything like that. Are you? Yeah, but it's all accidental. I've got an instinct for taste, to flavour. So hang on, so you I don't follow recipes. <coughs> just initially, I might, I might look at. You've got to use. I up. might use a recipe, and then the next time I'll make that, I think I know how to make that better. Nice. Yeah, actually. And I'll never have to look at the recipe again. It's like it's, it is just in my. It's in really? my emotional memory, yeah. Mmm. Delicious. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash boast. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. When I was at uni, the doctor I saw, I was like, look, I'm ill all the time. Mm. And um, well, just run down. Like, I never felt well. And that probably was around the time I laughed and I puked. So maybe that was part of it. Um, uh, he said, because um, it was Totnes, it was like a really hippie town. So is that, that where you like, went to uni? Yeah, well, yeah, Dartington, which is near Totnes, but Totnes is like the local town. Do you know, I don't think I ever knew that you went to uni down in Devon. Oh, my God. Really? What? Oh, well, I blocked it out, mate. It was fucking traumatic. <laughs> um, horrible. Were you doing, what, were you doing drama or something? Theatre, yeah, but it was weird, sort of avant-garde theatre. So I lobbed myself on the floor loads. And <laughs> <laughs> like Shakespeare was a swear word, like no scripts. Really? Yeah, yeah. I was going to leave and then uh, I got a first for distributing coloured rocks around a garden for three hours. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to stay. I'm probably going to stay here. Um, but yeah, the doctor said to me, do you mind me asking, have you ever craved red, red meat? And I was like, and I weirdly, I'd like fantasised about raw red meat. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I think about raw red meat a lot. Like I want to bite it when I, I see it I think that's your body asking yeah, you for yeah. iron. And he was like, Can you, would you mind eating me again? And I was really like, you know, as a kid, I was like leader of the Green Party at school and... You know, I was really into my environmental stuff. So it was really hard pill to swallow to think about eating meat again. Yeah. Having been one since I was like a kid. Yeah. A veggie. And, um, but I remember, and I didn't eat meat. I just ignored it for a few months. And then I was in a restaurant with my, my two brothers, my dad, and I think their girlfriends. And, um, and it was a free range restaurant. And, yeah, yeah. you know, it was all like, you know, locally sourced. Yeah. And I was like, now would be a good time to try and I think I had like chicken 
but um, I hated it. And then you just I just found it really dry, and yeah, but I, yeah, and then I and then I was really into meat a few years after that. I went out with a vegetarian. I remember finding that very difficult. Yeah, because I really all my favourite recipes were meat based. I think that's really hard when um, just because there's now a bit of shame around it now that everybody's woke to the environmental yeah, impacts, yeah. which I assume is why you're doing it now. Yeah, yeah, and also like you know. I, Weirdly, you know, I got my dog, and uh, who's now dead, but... Um, oh, Wilma. It, Wilma. Rest in peace, oh, Wilma. Lovely Wilms. Um, but then I just had this new sort of... Well, old, actually. It was like an old love for animals, that yeah. this worry that you came kindled. back. And, oh, stop. Yeah, so I stopped do again. You know, do you know, I think that um, I had gone vegetarian for about 18 months before I got pregnant with Rudy, and then it was insane the screaming that my body did for me and it was exactly the same I wanted really bloody steaks which you're not meant to have on paper according to like NHS guidelines because of the risks of um, you know different bacteria and stuff like that but I just did, you know. Yeah, it's fine. I think listen Especially to your body. I went to France. Your I think listen very to your body. Unless it's asking you for cigarettes and champagne. Yeah, which it has done today, weirdly. And I, I think in a way it was worth listening to it occasionally, even when it's asking for stuff like that. Yeah. I'm only looking at that because I know I'm on one bar of battery and the oh, idea shit. of missing any of this. I've got some batteries ready, don't worry. I'm like, in, in many ways, like out. a professional podcaster, apart from. Uh, sitting in a garden while building work's going on so that we can yeah this is we're in the sunshine and it's yeah i'm worried i haven't so got so lovely on, oh you're gonna be all right i think i've got enough here of i a, am champagne's helping yeah that first glass i struggled with but now i'm at the bottom i was of the gonna second. say i beat you down the first glass <laughs> yeah i was ashamed actually it's because i got quite into the food I'm glad. So I've wooed you into so, yeah, um, some I kind of fennel like. Maybe I just, I, I, I definitely had a meal that was disgusting that had fennel in it. <laughs> and the fennel was really overbearing. And well, then I did try it again because I won't be beaten. I tried it again at quite a nice Italian. And I still found it overbearing. But in that one, I didn't even taste fennel. I think I'd overcooked the fennel a little oh, bit. But I also well, I think it's that, very it subtle. Slightly, it's smoky. Yes, that's what I liked about it. I like it. it. Um... I love that as well. I, I didn't like beetroot forever. And I had so many foodie mates be like, you just haven't had it right, you just haven't had it right. And I'd try it again and again and again and again because you just, I'm of exactly yeah. the same mind. So I will not have this one thing that if it's amazing, I yeah. don't like. And it's, I'm full circle now, but I don't want it in everything. I still have to be in the mood. I it's make such a lovely beetroot smoothie. Ooh, well, Ooh. I've got two massive motherfucking beetroots oh, if you'd well, like Oh, we'll steam one. them. Oh, yeah, well, I've actually, I'm fully stocked up. But oh, because you're growing them. Yeah, well, well, no, they didn't really have, well. They won't grow, actually, they're more October, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're pretty piddly, and the, and the leaves are all sort of slightly rotted. I've so. got some off of Oddbox that are like a baby's head too oh, like right. baby's heads well steam one. it and freeze it okay Maybe. oh okay that that's a good shout i'm going away I tomorrow often, oh, right. i often do Maybe that with do my um fruit like strawberries and things i mean i put a lot of strawberries in smoothies because yeah. frozen strawberries because <laughs> um as in like i buy strawberries and then i freeze them because um sometimes you know you put healthy stuff in it's pretty gross yeah oh, I put some I put, spirulina in it or something like you that you taught me that word and I thought you were joking like yeah, you'd be that like when, uh, spirulina when I remember me doing and a Jamie Glassman were um, being stupid people that invented um, smoothie aerobics I can't remember the joke <laughs> Stubbs makes a lot of brilliant short films that so you should look all of them up um, and I remember you were doing out. a series of shit agony aunt stuff oh, and you yeah. made me come in and be oh, yeah. like this nasty yeah. hippie yeah. with like a lot of pashminas on Lo- so many pashminas yeah thanks mate <laughs> and a lot of costume jewelry it makes a nice change to be honest from security guards and social workers Aww. and mumsy mumsy mums um but i remember for that you were like to get into character you were like so she's a sort of woman who'd say spirulina <laughs> <laughs> but you put that in a smoothie I put yeah. frozen kale in. That will ruin it. Oh. But very good for you. Yeah, I eat a lot of kale. I like kale went roasted. mad in my mum's garden. Mm. Yeah, tons of it. Can I congratulate you and your mum on your slug management then? I've never been able to. Well, I'm quite... I, I, yeah, I, I pick them up and lob them over the fence. Yeah, great. 
but I've got neighbours. My dad, when I was little, this is going to upset some vegans, used to go, because we had a problem in our house with slugs and snails down in Dorset where I was growing up. There would be snail trails on the carpets, on the stairs right. up the, yeah, we up had the that main stairs house. in the house all the time. And we just, you just grow up used to it. Yeah. And now I think I'd be quite, like, <clears throat> I've got a bit of ants, but at least they're small and hard. There's ants something about the slime of, ant, yeah. of um, snails and slugs. But because once, the first time it happened, a slug had got in between the rim of the top of the fridge. I hadn't got in the fridge, but it was on the kind of oh, no cushy, plasticky rim. Oh, and it was soaking Jesus. its slug body into the divots in the rim between that and the That's top of the fridge. Nice. Horrific. And Dad went, watch this, and poured salt on it and had me watch it die like that. Oh. It's a wonder I'm as balanced as I am. Yeah. Well, you're not. Can you... I mean... <laughs> <laughs> Keep forgetting we're recording. <laughs> please bully me like you would normally please (laughs) Um, one thing that i've started bullying jess about is because for for a decade now jess has bullied me for being trendy (laughs) i know exactly what you're gonna say she is trendy now i am not trendy you are trendy you have jumpsuits yeah but i've always loved a dungaree yeah that's true but and it's it's just it just i was saying this i remember seeing you in edinburgh and thinking you are you're fucked and you you said i i hate it you can never you can never never bully me for being trendy again i still think i think you're a long pleated skirt over oh, further I mean, over the I'm line awful. than me. Yeah, You're yeah. a trendy little cunt yeah, stub. I'm such a and cunt. I'm just wearing jumpsuits and dungarees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now, because I bullied you for having a bum bag and you bought me one for <laughs> yeah. my birthday that I yeah. love, yeah, will really also useful. wear a bum bag over my shoulder. <laughs> and that is why I was in dungarees, <laughs> yeah, some that's leopard right. print yeah, converse, yeah. Yeah. and, and then and really nice and the bum bag you'd got me yeah. over my shoulder. And, and you looked mint. I really mean that. I felt a sense of pride. I was like, yeah. Got you definitely did have Broke some impact down. on that. Broke her down. Worn me down. I'll be in a fucking pleated skirt for the years <laughs> yeah. out. Fuck I, Of which I have four of. No, <laughs> I will not. I will not. I need to ask you some of the questions I'd normally ask people. Oh, yeah, people. go on then. Fill my glass up first. Yeah, sorry. Probably going to get more interesting answers. Um, have you ever had a... Oh, tell me what you go to with a hangover, actually. Well... Instinct always says fry up, but I've learned to ignore the instinct. Right. And go for a much. Well, tell you what I do now. If I'm, if I'm out and I think, oh Christ, I'm going to wake up feeling like absolute dog dirt when I wake up. Yeah. Do you have a pre-bed ritual? Yeah. Watermelon. Tell us about it. <gasps> I buy a big watermelon. I was staying in my homeless days. I wasn't <clears> really like. I wasn't sad. Do you mean post breakup? So yeah, I just, I just didn't have anywhere to live. Yeah. It wasn't like I was on the streets. No. I just didn't have anywhere to live. No. Um, and I stayed at a lot of people's houses and I stayed with Lou, and, Lou Sanders and Luke McQueen quite a lot. This and, is going to um, be the most, because um, in the podcast notes for this, I put links to everyone and everywhere that gets mentioned. This oh, is going to be shit, the most sorry. brilliant comedians, yeah. I was going to say, that have ever oh. been mentioned in one podcast. Oh, yeah, lovely band. Luke Sanders and Luke McQueen, sorry. Um, but Luke really wanted some grub. And right. I was like, okay, well, there's a little shop before we get in. And it was World Cup, that was it. It was the World Cup, so we were absolutely hammered. Me and Luke were, Luke doesn't drink. But um, we went into the shop and he was like, get crisps, get this, get that. And I just walked out with a massive watermelon. And he was livid with me. And it was, <laughs> it was around that time that I, uh, me and Luke write together a lot and work together a lot. Yeah. And um, If you're not aware of his work, you oh, yeah, must it look it up. We, because we've he collaborated is a brilliantly, brilliantly funny man, as is Lou Sanders. Oh, they're both excellent. I'm a, I, I think people are more likely to be aware of Lou Sanders just because of a very, very yeah, funny thing they put on Instagram. You've got a big profile, but also they did a very funny thing on Instagram because they still live together in London uh, house sharing not together together and they um, they did a thing where they were asking their Alexa Alexa who is Lou Sanders and it was like Lou Sanders is a comedian and actress or something and then it said who is Luke McQueen and it went sorry we don't know who that is and it was so brutal yeah, and Luke so was so great. gutted and Lou was like yeah anyway uh, you bought them a watermelon and did it how did you all feel the next day after you'd had a watermelon absolutely no hangover whoa yeah 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 whoa, I, whoa, I've whoa, known whoa, that whoa. for a long time that's because it's um, do you know you're what it feels like 
It's rehydrated, but also I think rehydration tablets are full of salts and sugars. Oh, I do always and, have and one I, of them before bed. The coconut water, which I think tastes of oh, armpits. Yeah, I don't It's like especially full of all those. Oh, oh, what is basically they're like a rehydration, extra rehydration, even compared to water. Lots of right. concentrated stuff in it, and I feel like it's not a dissimilar taste to a really nice ripe watermelon. There is yeah, almost a saltiness. There's definitely yeah, a sweetness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly. It does feel like there's more going I on than just water love a watermelon. in it. I've got a really lovely childhood memory that you've just sparked of being on one of those timeshare holidays with my mum, dad and my dad's parents as a little kid where we would go to some concrete complex somewhere in the Canary Islands usually or somewhere else similarly ruined by the tourist industry ruined slash made economically by the tourist industry and um, my dad and I would sit we'd buy a quarter watermelon and we'd chop it into slices and cut down the skin and then then into chunks and we'd sit there and it wasn't really about the watermelon as much as the watermelon is nice but we'd have a balcony on the end of our self-catered apartment thing and we'd pop a big chunk of watermelon each we'd have to suck all the actual flesh off and then wait till we had a mouthful of seeds and then we'd (laughs) I'm telling a lot of stories about what a prick my dad is and we'd sit and we'd wait until there were people under you know many floors underneath no not not. always but we would always we'd just take wait till we had a mouthful of seeds and go ready three two one (laughs) we just have to fire them over the balcony spat on people (laughs) No. Yeah. It was seed rain. <laughs> watermelon. We were just making more watermelons grow in the concrete jungle beneath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's it, that's the it's only fun trouble. fruit. It is a bit of a pickle with the seeds, but. Rudy sometimes asks for watermelon. It's it's one of the many times where I think I've done this wrong. He's too posh. To ask. Well, I remember being mango, watermelon, he, and he pineapple. Ate, uh, olives. Yeah, he's into big flavours for a little kid. I think. I've just always passed him stuff, and I and he's into it. But also, when I was pregnant, I ate so much spicy stuff. I was with I you uh, <laughs> in your um, pre-birth agony. Do you remember? Tell me about that. I've when you that. were um, well, I I thought about it. I I'd forgotten about it. I think I blocked it out. It was so traumatic, but. Um, I remember we went to see Sicario at the cinema. You were really overdue. You were like... I was nearly two weeks yeah, before you I were, had Yeah, I think him. you were like 10 or 11 days overdue at this I've point. I've forgotten this completely, Stubbs. So we went to... You were like, um, I was just like, can I do anything? And you were like, just entertain me. Just yeah. Let's just I do something. I was so bored. And my brain wasn't really working. Well, you were, you were waiting to give birth. <laughs> like you were, It's horrible if you go so overdue. So and I didn't know, because all, all we do is drink and smoke Mm. and eat you know there's like things that you uh, definitely can't do while you're pregnant so we went to the cinema and I remember I packed towels in case your waters broke (gasps) and we watched that really stressful film oh god it's it's really violent like super super violent violent. Sicaro Um, Emily Blunt was in it it was like about gangland warfare Mexico borders like the opening sort of 15 minutes was just Murder and weren't and there people? Violence, weren't there like people, people in the walls? People stuffed. They'd stuffed people into the walls yeah, of this house to yeah, hide them. Yeah, and then some. There'd been a raid, and they just blew the walls out with yeah. gunfire. And oh my god, it's the most horrific, gory, horrible I found thing that to watch. Very t- that whole day very tense. Oh my um, god! In I fact, when I left you, it out. I think I sort of vaguely got you home, and then. Um, I went for a walk with my dog and picked loads of leaves. I was really into dry, really into pressed leaves at the time, and I was pressing leaves. I've got so a, f- a framed pressed. Yeah, leaf and I pressed you. one for the from the day that Rudy was born. Oh, bit of fun, bit, oh, bit of insight into my uh, my love for Jess there. I remember when we went for a pipe when he was about three months oh, old. Oh, yeah, I've still got a photo of And that. you've got a photo of me breastfeeding with my second pipe. <laughs> and you put it on social media on Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> you such a prick. <laughs> yeah, to this day I want to I get that I can't believe I didn't get more shit for that. Well, they were really lovely to you. The pub Do you remember they were. were, like, coming over? Your, Rudy was clamped around your nipple and um, they were, like, stroking his cheek. I was like... This woke in Lewisham now. Say scrum diddly umptious. No. And then you can be in my podcast. Scrum diddly umptious. Tell me if you've always had a good relationship with eating. 
Um, I don't think we've ever had this conversation. I get. I don't do that thing where you overeat when you're sad. I don't eat when I'm sad, basically. Yeah. So I've been really horribly skinny three times. Yeah, heartbreak. Two were heartbreak. One was the Edinburgh Festival. Yeah, <laughs> the second hour grief. I did. Yeah. Um, oh, in fact, but I got skin in both my hours. But um, I gave up stand-up just for the listener uh, about six years ago. No one knows. But... Um, yeah, I, I sometimes, definitely when I'm having a bad time, I will stop eating and enjoy the pain that that inflicts. Oh, enjoy, enjoy is wrong. No, but, no, I um, know what you mean. But so, so, but there's different scenarios that you're talking about there. And adrenaline is one. I don't eat as much in Edinburgh as I would normally. Yeah, in fact, yeah, this Edinburgh, just I really, I talked about it on on the podcast. Like, I think. So my efforts, because I have had fucked up eating, are to do with trying to eat in an intuitive way. And that is it, that you are following that if you're not eating when you're very sad or very full yeah, of adrenaline suppose, because yeah. your appetite's gone. And when your appetite's gone, you're fucked. That's a very different thing to disordered eating where you're... And, and, and there is a disordered element to it, obviously, if you're like, I'm enjoying the control. And, and you yeah. know that that bit of yeah. your head that's saying this is good. Yeah, 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 tiny, yeah. Is fucked and the way up. that clo- I remember looking in the mirror and thinking my clothes hang off me. Mm. And that society's taught me to think that that's good. Yeah. I even remember having like the peace of mind to think, oh, you look how the models are meant to look. Not that I was a beauty, but because uh, I looked haggard and horrible. But that I. Um, no, I mean, I, I, I look back yeah. at photos of me skinny and my face took a I mean, big tear. But you, but my, as in like my yeah, jowls. Yeah, ages you. And, yeah, yeah, really aged me. I remember. I lost my boobs, I lost my <sighs> bum, you know. Whereas the, I've got them back now and I'm not giving them up for no one. No, don't. Um, it's, uh, it's a really, really tricky thing to navigate. The line between eating intuitively, which means that you don't eat when you're... F- not don't eat but you if you if you eat intuitively you're eating what you want whatever you want yeah and so sometimes your body is going to ask you for champagne and yeah, yeah. And sometimes your body's going to ask you for uh steak and sometimes your body's going to ask you for a salad yeah or yeah. watermelon yeah um but also it means sort of trying to reconnect with fullness and what your body when your body is full and what they what 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 you eat how it makes your body feel how it makes your mental health it's all just trying to keep that connected and ultimately when you know that your appetite's tiny for you because your heart is broken yeah or you're so full of adrenaline you just need to the the line between okay that's intuitive my genuinely in the run-up to edinburgh i had a full week which for me is unheard of where eating was a chore yeah, that's but how I, made I feel. Myself, in and, and, I'd, and I'd eat three mouthfuls and be like, "Oh, I'm full." Yeah, and I'd stop and physically and feel it, full. Yeah. It's like, oh no, no, I was full in my body yeah. because your tummy shrinks. But ultimately, I think it's about not then going. If you have the wherewithal about you to go, I'm going to try and keep to not go. I'm going to try and keep this up as if it's some good thing. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Um, and also knowing this will pass. Yeah, and when yeah. I'm well, I want more. Yeah, and I'll need more. Yeah, it's a that's that's what I think the part of navigating that that you don't discuss when you're trying to come down if you're someone who who would overeat for emotional reasons or whatever is like then going on not seeing it as some sort of victory when yeah. you're un- unknowingly under eating oh no never never no yeah. no I, that's I, amazing yeah stuff. well yeah i've got I, I think yeah to answer your question i do have a good relationship with food actually yeah like even when i'm overeating i know i'm doing it and i embrace it mm. you know like last night and i enjoy bought that it. thing of magnum ice cream i was like I'm not. I'm not. I'm going to try and make this last two days, and I didn't. And I didn't hate myself. No, I perfect. Like, I just you know, I just. That's hate victory. It. I want to cheers to that because oh. that is my, so my, much yeah. harder. And there are so many people, especially women, who'd find that impossible to vortex the shame out of that and be like, yeah. I just had a lovely my time. My shame is. My, my shame is. Um, I remember even having this conversation with someone. I can't remember who, but saying I've got an addict. I have got an addictive personality. Like I just have. I think all humans. Yeah, have. yeah, totally. But I, I've always been sort of relieved that food isn't one of the ones. Yeah. The one, the things I get addicted to are the things that will kill me: the smoking, <laughs> the drinking. You know, back in the day, I loved drugs yeah. to the point where that was definitely a problem, but not food. Yeah, do you, do you know what you've reminded me of? There's a, such a sexy line in the new, not the, in not new, but the latest Florence and the Machine album. I can't remember which track, but where she says, 
I thought that love was in the drugs, but the more I took, the more they took away. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It's yeah, so simple. Totally. It's just like, oh. Yeah. I've never, I've never, I've never had a patch where I've felt in any way. I'm too in control, uh, too controlling of my life to have ever been anywhere near borderline with drugs. But oh, food is yeah. I, I a think I, I, my friends held an intervention yeah. when I was about 28. Really? Yeah, the people I lived with, because um, I was bad. I just really? loved getting off my head. Like, n- and not just like weekends, like week- weekdays. I bet, I bet there's a decade where I took drugs three times a year. Um, a week? Three times a week. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I well, knew you smashed it. them back in the day. I'm but glad I've had three glasses of champagne and just told a fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Having not then, told my best friend I think for a it's decade. really amazing for people to hear that and know that it's not an end game. That's not your life ruined. Especially people no. who think that drugs are a slippery slope, blah, blah, blah. You no, can I, have had I, I came a out patch of, it because of your I got life. I very, very sick. I, went, I was in hospital. Right. I had like, I you know, I, I went and I then weirdly um, took myself to McClunkleth in Wales and I stayed there for three weeks to recover. My that was before there was even a comedy yeah, festival. Yeah, there, there was no, yeah, I think there probably was actually, but I stayed with my, weirdly, a woman that my dad had dated. She was the only person I could think of that lived in the country and I remember speaking to my mum on the phone and my mum said, you've got to get away, you've yeah. got to get away, who do you know? And I and I said I only know, and it was this one woman, and um, and my mum had a very tricky relationship with of her. Course. She dated my dad, but um, I phoned her and I went, I'm not well. Can I come and stay? And she went, What do you need? And I was on the train the next day. Oh, stop! Yeah, and they watched. You know, they they breathed life back into her and her husband. Like they took me in this grey little urchin, like wretch. Wretch of a human. I could, like, I had such a bad migraine. I'd had it for like three weeks. Couldn't move any of my neck, my head. Like, had like loss of sight. And over, yeah, I stayed there for three weeks. Was fat when I left. (laughs) Good, good. um, Sign of a proper recovery. Yeah, and they said. um, I remember the lady saying, like, um, it's been. Really, it was really tricky to see you how you were when you arrived but um, we're, we're both as in her and her husband like very proud of what we've done oh, <laughs> and mate. I got it and I didn't see them like I saw them for meals like they let me just have my own room and they just didn't ever like, trouble wall up me yeah I, I made bracelets every day for three still weeks still quite crafty <laughs> yeah very crafty you've made my favourite earrings I own but yeah it was um <laughs> Yeah, a horrible old period. But I was young, you know, it's like well over a decade ago. Yeah, it's amazing. And now you're sorted as fuck. Yeah, I mean, more. Flying high, mate. I mean, I live in a shed, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) More or less totally sorted, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolute victory. (laughs) You fucking are. You're flying. Flying as a writer and director and actor. But I think if I did mate. have that sort of relationship with food, I would be in trouble. Yeah. It's just, I, I weirdly felt blessed. Yeah, in that one. That well, I often think, that you can I think so many people have, yes, I'm sure, but also, can you, up to a point, you know, oh, eventually yeah, I mean, you're a tiny grey urchin yeah, yeah. that needed to I get fucking swooped up. Uh, it's weird that there's less shame in that than if it was with food. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah, and it's that's, And that's fat phobia. Up. And our society, and that's the way in which we're fucked up. Yeah, you know, that's fuck me. Oh God, I have learnt that hard. Yeah, that's the irony of it. Repeatedly during the year and a half of doing this podcast, and it's fucked up that it's like that. It's seen to be a choice when it's food, yeah, yeah, but not when it's booze or drugs or fags or whatever. How how weird that I worded it that I felt relieved. Yeah, because I did one that no one no one could pick up on and And you could still feel like society thought you were sexy and a high achiever and a motivated person whereas if it it manifested as someone who's big as a result of their addiction then people assume they're yeah and skinny and uh, but if you if it was food then it makes you big and then people assume you're lazy that it's a choice that you've got no willpower that you're and you won't get jobs Uh, and 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 i nearly died i I was very sick yeah and actually you can manage eating too much and still be 
extremely productive and nowhere yeah. near death. Yeah. You know, you could you can even just exercise yourself. You know, yeah. fuck me, it's fucked up. Fuck. Well, that question has never taken that direction before, and it's yeah, joyful. Sorry about that. No, I love it, and thank you so much for your honesty. I would be honoured if I can keep all that in. I mean, yeah, just never let my mum listen. No problem. I mean, that's really on you. <laughs> yeah, Sue, yeah. If you're I listening, live in her garden. you've been warned. <laughs> um, I am. I am so 100 percent sure that the, the end of your story will be. Can you believe I ever lived in my mum's shed? Oh, I'd love that. They finally invent the hover car, Stubbs. They build a massive one, and it's incredible. It seats 30, so um, uh, they're sort of left-brain PR-savvy idiots that they are. They launch it with the 30 most inventive brains in the world in it, inside this hover car. But it goes wrong, and it looks like it's going to crash into your shed! What? Only you... But also, it will... Let's make the jeopardy a bit higher. It will also kill loads of other people in Hither Green and Catford. And my dogs. Only, and your dogs. Shit. Oh, God. Oh, that's up to it. Only you can save them and you have to do it by building an enormous house-sized trampoline and upturning it just a few metres from your uh, shed and you have to do it all by yourself and it's really, really physically hard work and it sounds impossible and you've got about 10 minutes to do it but somehow you do it. You're a hero. <sighs> your reward is the adulation of all people of all time, especially those in Catford as Hither Green where we are now um, you're allowed to shower whatever you need to feel human again but you've got that post-massive exertion high I probably and wouldn't f- have a shower hunger fine no I mean I am sat here post-gym yeah you stink and after having built a child's bed yeah, and I you do fucking stink. stink actually and I did text you and say will it be alright and you yeah. said you'd be offended if I did have a shower yeah I like it when you um, <laughs> your reward as well as all of this like going down in history for doing something so incredible and memorable is the feast of your dreams I don't nothing has to be practical possible uh, let alone ethical healthy I'd want to know if in an ideal situation when nothing had any consequences what you would eat what you would drink and if there's a who with and where then a who with and where and remember those don't have to be possible too okay here we go I would have lots of crisps yes like bowls of all my favourites McCoy, salt and vinegar, um, prawn cocktail, blah, 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 blah. I'd have all them to start with and some bread stripe. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd have that. But then I'd like then to know that there was a bit of a meal. I'd probably, do you know what? I'd I love it if you left it at crisps and beer. <laughs> no, I will have some sustenance. I think I'll go for... As long as I didn't have to make it, like some form of soup, like a like a noodle soup, like a mm. spicy like ramen. A or a ramen. Yeah, ramen yeah. is my fave. Some nice rice noodles, mm. some definitely some fresh chili and ginger oh, in there. Um, lovely miso and um, and I might treat myself to some cod. Like, oh, lovely! Actually, do you know what? Fucking scrap all that. I'll probably get the miso cod ramen from Wagamama's. <gasps> oh yes, get someone I else to make love it. that. Oh, so yeah, good. I'll get Wagamama. Yes, I'll get women. Yes, her in. Any put? Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, probably something like a, probably something like a Vionetta. Nice. Yeah. Do they do different flavours or just do you go yeah, for the I'd original? I'd go for classic. Yeah, the classic. Yeah. And that's classic just vanilla. Vanilla. It's basically like a Mr. Whippy but yeah. harder with, with thin with, slices yeah. of chocolate running yeah. through it. Um, or um, do you remember Gino Janelli? I do remember Gino Janelli. Yeah, that was, does, I don't think it exists anymore, but G- Toffee Fudge Gino Janelli. Oh, yes. In fact, that's the first time I remember being depressed. <laughs> First of many, so I'll get all my films made. Um, is that we were allowed to, we, every so often my mum would get Gino Janelli or Vianetta after our Sunday roast. And um, I remember one time my brother, me, my brothers and me, we all had some scoops and I didn't get a single chunk <gasps> of fudge. Fuck. Yeah, Ben got seven. So I'm what the five. fuck? Yeah, and I remember just thinking, this is, this is what life is. <laughs> I love it that you put that in the feast of your dreams. No, well, but to redress, anyway, I to, to, to redress the terrible memory, cream. and this time you get the seven and he gets oh, the none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben yeah, gets yeah. none. I mean, everyone that's there can have a tub each. Who's going to be there then? Oh well, you can be there. Thank you. Um, my mum, my brother, 
Sam and Becky will be there. <laughs> and some mates. Yeah. 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 Some of the comedians we've mentioned. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably Al, all the Luke, ones I've mentioned so far. Lou. Um, yeah. Uh, Rosie. Gabby, Rosie. Gabby, yeah. Yeah, they can all be there. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, but maybe and just it, do it in my garden. Oh, nice. Yeah. Around your bloody... And it, I don't should have we do it in four years' time anxiety. when your um, avocados have ripened? <laughs> yeah. All right. Buffy, yeah, avocado yes. ice cream's nice. Have you ever had that? No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, we petered out. Petering out. It's petering. Um, petering. Peter. Petering. Mmm. Delicious. Oof. That took a brilliant, beautiful, personal, revelatory turn at the end there, didn't it? Thanks so much to you, Stubbs, for letting me keep all that in. Um, she wanted me to clear it up for you uh, that she isn't and wasn't uh, any sort of heroin addict or anything like that in case she made it sound like that. I don't think she did. Um, and that she's beyond fine now, just to be clear. So get yourself all up in Rachel's work if you haven't already. She's a genuinely extraordinary talent. She makes stunning short films all the time. Um, she's got the most grotty little sense of humour. She's perfect at these things. She makes stunning short films all the time. Go to her website, rachelstubbings.com and look at the film page specifically. They're all there. I'm in a few. Most recently one called Mum of the Year. Um, and uh, she even runs a brilliant little short film night in a lush, tiny cinema in Bermondsey called Shooting the Breeze. They're every couple of months. Um, come, I'll see you there. Hoovering has live dates looming fast this autumn. I need you to come. Come to them. Join us. Um, join us in Manchester on the 13th of October at the Lowry Theatre. Come and see Hench at the Soho Theatre. That's my stand-up show. Maybe come along to my sneaky warm-up one at the Bill Murray pub in North London on the 7th of October. It's only a fiver if that hasn't sold out. Follow the podcast all over social media at the Hoovering Pod. Follow me if you like at social media. If you want to send me uh, anything longer than a tweet uh, and uh, like an email for example, uh, or if you want to look at any of my live dates whatsoever, go to jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. Tired of ads barging into your favourite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. So you've got an idea for a business, the store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out, everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media, source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 